So do you want to talk Crowder to Ben Volen about the Dolphins, the Patriots, the coaching changes? We have a, we have a lot on the, the table here, not a ton of time. So what, where, where do you think we should go with him? Go AFC East first. He's an expert. AFC He's East? been at both. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's do that. Ben Volen, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, and he's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Uh, ben, our team is in the playoffs. Yours isn't. Your comments? Uh, I heard you say your team is in the playoffs, and was the second part that my team isn't? Was that also part of that? Yes, it was. It was. Um, congratulations. Uh, guess guess who has two thumbs and uh, is not affected by the Patriots <laughs> not making the playoffs? This guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm All just, it means is I get, I get a free January now, so good for me. just – we just look at you as a representative for the Patriots, knowing full well that you couldn't give two bleeps. <laughs> um, no, but in, in all honesty, so there were ups and downs for the Dolphins this season. Win streak, lose streak. Um, but they are a playoff team now in year one of the Mike McDaniel era. So what, what do you glean from this season? So it was a, I think it was a fairly positive season for the Dolphins. Uh, the first two months were fantastic and it would have been, I think it would have been a better season had Tua been able to, to play all 17 games. I think the dolphins ran into some unfortunate stretches there with the backup quarterback situation. Uh, and that cost them probably four or five of their losses or three or four of their losses at least. So um, a better team, I would say when totally healthy, you know, when Tua is in there than, than what their record suggests, um, at the same time, I just don't know if Tua is going to be uh, allowed to play for the playoffs. I keep seeing all these Dolphins fans saying, well, if he's if the doctors clear him, then that's all that matters. Well, I just don't think the doctors are – I'm skeptical that the doctors are going to clear him after the number of at least two concussions this year, maybe three, and no, none of the doctors know what a, a fourth concussion would do. They just, They just literally don't know, and – I can't imagine the NFL in the era of where they're trying to emphasize player safety. I don't think they want two of being a guy who gets a third or a potentially fourth concussion um, this season. So I'm just, I'm skeptical that the NFL is going to allow the doctors to clear him. I I just wonder if if Tua is going to be done for the season and and they're going to ask him to just take several months off and come back next year, ready to go. But so a nice season for the dolphins. Good start by Mike McDaniel. Unfortunately, didn't take too many steps from the Brian Flores era, but at least, at least the offense was more exciting, and they seemed to unlock to a tag of by lowest potential. So I think that's probably the most important for them. And Ben, like just the the, the records would say, the playoff berth would say that it's Bills one, Dolphins two, Patriots three, Jets four. Is that is that what's going is that what's going on now? We're all chasing the Bills, but did the Dolphins are they? ahead of the Patriots like that? Is that a flat-out, you know, answer? Or do you think there's some wiggle room there with those next three teams? No, I mean, I think when Tua was healthy and everyone was healthy on the Dolphins, that they were the number two team definitely ahead of this year's Patriots. This was a very flawed Patriots team, particularly on offense. The defense was pretty good, but their offense was pathetic. And uh, I maybe won one game this year where the opponent scored more than 17 points. So they've never been able to to win a game with their offense. Uh, And the Jets, you know, again, they've built a good team and they were competitive for a while, but quarterback issues and and offensive issues held them back as well. So, I mean, the Bills are just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else in in the division. And I know the Dolphins played them 
tough twice this year, but just on a week-to-week basis, the Bills are, are just so far ahead of everyone. And the Dolphins are number two, but, you know, the two, you know with Tua's health concerns and you're not, not quite sure what, what his future is going to hold and is he going to hold up in the NFL, you know, the Dolphins still have plenty of questions. But they, they were definitely the number two team in the division this year. The other uh, quarterbacks in the AFC East, Zach Wilson, is he done for the Jets? Do you think he'll play for them again? I think they will, just because, you know, the, the GM kind of staked a lot of his reputation in Zach Wilson when you take him with the number two pick, and you picked him over uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Um, so, you know, it's guaranteed money. You you sunk your reputation a little bit into the guy. I think you try to salvage Zach Wilson and give him one more year to make it work because he's, he's still pretty cheap next year, and it's all guaranteed money anyway. And I can't ma- imagine that. Zach Wilson's going to have much trade value. So you might as well, um, you know, bring him back and, and try to salvage it. But you've got you've to find a better uh, veteran to, to, to bring in. And, you know, I don't know if, like, you, you want to go all in on a veteran like with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you've got to get someone better than Mike White and, and Joe Flacco because you, you definitely can't count on Zach Wilson. So I, I think you have to prepare to, to move on from him. But I, I also think you have to – bring him back and give him a shot and, you know, see what he can do next year and see if you can salvage it. And then the Patriots uh, all in on Mac Jones. Is he the guy for the long term? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the long term, but I, I do think next year and the year after that, he, he's probably safe. And again, kind of what I just said, it's like the price is right. And, and for the Patriots, that's most important. I mean, they're going to be paying Mac Jones 2 million bucks each of the next two seasons. So for the level of quarterback play, he gives them $2 million is pretty good. Now, if Mac were making $25 million, you'd ship him out of here you know, on a train. But uh, I, I think he's cheap enough and he's still young enough that it's worth bringing him back and seeing if you can bring in a different mix. Now, I think they're going to have to uh, find a new offensive coordinator. I think that they're going to have to retool the receivers Devontae Parker actually had a nice season for them when he was healthy and when he played and, and did make some dynamic plays. But, you know, they got to upgrade from Johnny Smith and Nelson Aguilar and, and, and some of these guys. So I think there are going to be a lot of changes around Mac Jones, but he his contract is so cheap that, again, I think it's worth bringing him back and, and seeing if he can make it work. Because having that quarterback on a cheap contract is really such a huge advantage and, and allows you to really build out your roster elsewhere. So the Patriots have a lot of work to do, and I'm not a – I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones. I think he still has so much to prove, but uh, uh, he's cheap enough that it's worth keeping him for another year or two. Are they just waiting for Josh McDaniel to get fired from Vegas and bring him back like they did before? Because he seems like he's the OC as long as Belichick's there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can never really count that out when when you see like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge coming back. Uh, I, I don't think – I think Mark Davis wants McDaniels to work there and doesn't, you know, after he just paid a big buyout to John Gruden on his contract, I think he still had six, six out of 10 years left on that deal. So I don't think he's going to want to then buy out Josh McDaniels while he still has two or three years left on on his deal. So I I do think McDaniels is going to have some leash and I mean, shoot, when they get Tom Brady in in Vegas next year, that that's going to be the team to beat out there. But, uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you know, they're the Patriots are in a pickle with, with who they can get at offensive coordinator because 
you know, for forever, they developed their own coaches and they promoted from within, and they just have totally let that lapse the last few years. They've let their coaches, you know, Brian Flores took a bunch of them, and Josh McDaniels has taken a bunch of them, and just their coaches have gone elsewhere. And, and I think they were stuck in a position where Belichick like had to make Matt Patricia his offensive coordinator because he didn't know where else to turn. So I, I'm not sure how different that is this year. Maybe Bill O'Brien is the answer. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury, former Patriots quarterback, maybe he comes back. Adam Gase is a guy that is kind of <laughs> tangentially. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's got the Nick Saban connection, and Nick Saban and Belichick it. are tight. So, I would love uh, it. you know, maybe maybe Adam Gase is a name that gets involved. But they've got to get a real offensive coordinator and find a different role for Matt Patricia this year. What? Uh, let's just go around the league here for a second. Ben Volan's the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. We know, by the way, and this just happened minutes ago, but DeMar Hamlin, for those of you who are just tuning in, DeMar Hamlin has been released from UC Medical Center. He is headed home to Buffalo, so that's great news. Uh, we saw yesterday Lovey Smith got fired. Today, Cliff Kingsbury got fired, as you had just mentioned. Who's next? Who, do you, who else do you think loses their job as a head coach? You know, there are a few playoff teams where if they go one and done, I think a lot of the league is, is going to be looking. Uh, the Chargers are one of them. Brandon Staley, a, a guy who I, I like as a coach, but I think there's if, if they don't win a playoff game again this year and you're, you're really starting to waste the advantage you have with Justin Herbert with the cheap contract there, you know, this is his third season. If you don't win any uh, – if you go two straight seasons without winning a playoff game with Justin Herbert – I'm not sure how good that is, and, and I think there's a case to be made that the Chargers are kind of wasting Herbert's potential a little bit, and should they go get an offensive-style coach like a Sean Payton or someone that could really bring out the best in Herbert? So the Chargers, if, if they go one and done, that's definitely a team that I'll be looking at. The Buccaneers as well, Todd Bowles. Uh, this has not been a good season. They're 8-9. and nine. Uh, You should not have a losing record when Tom Brady is your quarterback. If they lose to the Cowboys next Monday – Especially if Brady leaves, I think there's a decent chance that they blow it all up. Um, so Todd Bowles is, is going to be, I think, on the hot seat. And, and Mike McCarthy in Dallas, if they go one and done. Um, Sean Payton, the rumors are strong there as well. And, and how patient is Jerry Jones going to be with Mike McCarthy? So I definitely think some playoff teams are, are to watch. And, you know, the commanders with Ron Rivera, um, the Saints with Dennis Allen, I put those in the maybe pile. Sean McVay with the Rams, there's some buzz that he's just burned out and is going to want to leave coaching. So maybe that's the surprise of the year. So even if it doesn't happen today, I still think there are going to be some coaching moves to happen. It's so funny you say McVay's burned out. He's 11 and a half years old. It's, <laughs> it's like he's burned out. And it makes me think about Belichick because the story today, Ben, is Belichick commits to a 24th year. I want to ask you, what's going to make Bill leave? Because he doesn't want to leave failing, I don't think, but I don't know if he can ever get back where they were in the glory time. He loves football. I don't know if he has health problems. What's going to make Bill Belichick leave that sideline? Honestly, I, I think once he's got Shula's record, then, you know, I mean, he still enjoys it. So I don't think he's ready to just retire and do nothing. And he makes so much money. Um, so it might be – I think it's a situation where either he's just like he gets the record for Shula and he's probably, he's probably two or three years away from that. And he says, all right, I've got everything now, I'm done. Or, um, you know, the, the Patriots keep middling and going 7-10 and 10 every year, and finally the Crafts say, enough is enough. Let's, it's been an incredible run, but let's pull off the Band-Aid and it's time to move on. I mean, I don't think they're there yet, 
Um, but but Belichick, you know, they can't continue what happened this year where they just um, have a, a slapdash kind of coaching staff and they don't spend a lot of money on the roster and it, it looked like a mediocre product and they got mediocre results this year. So um, I, th- I thought it was interesting today that Belichick, you know, promised that they're going to take a good hard look at everything and the crafts are already coming out in an email to season ticket holders say they're going to evaluate all parts of the football operation. Is that just, you know, a bunch of hot air to, to make the fans happy or are they really going to evaluate things and kind of hold Belichick's feet to the fire a little bit? Because this year was not good. And this is now no playoffs for them in, in two out of the last three years uh, with Brady leaving. So I don't think anyone is too satisfied with the direction that things are headed in new England. And, and definitely I think some big changes are coming this off season. Do you think there was any validity to the story that gained a little traction last week that if Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins had lost yesterday that he would have been relieved of his duties? I would have been surprised by that uh, just because the Dolphins and Stephen Ross, the, the reputation has kind of taken kind of a hit with the firing of, of Ryan Flores and, and Ross, you know, not giving guys a chance. And there was so much hype about McDaniel. And then, you know, the reason obviously they've, gone south is i would say uh, you know injuries certainly and to the quarterback position which i'm not sure that mike mcdaniel can control so i would have been surprised everyone everyone you know mike mcdaniel was the coach of the year after two months and everyone loved his quirky style and i know he wasn't Stephen ross's first choice last year but I, it, it does seem like everyone really has taken to mike mcdaniel down there and, and it, it obviously the season has not gone well but yes i would have been surprised if, if the dolphins fired him now I think you can make the case that they shouldn't have fired Brian Flores because he seemed to do pretty well the last two years. But um, I think Mike McDaniel, even if they lost the Jets on Sunday, I thought he did good enough to, to certainly to keep his job for another year. And Ben, any surprises this weekend? Is all these home teams going to win, or you think somebody somebody can go in there and whoop somebody at home? Uh, you know, maybe the Giants can take care of the, the Vikings on the road. That'll be an intriguing game. The Vikings are such a confounding team to me. I mean, they're 13-4, and four, and they've played their tails off all season, but they have a negative point differential, minus three on the season, and when they lose, they really lose. They get blown out. And, uh, you know, can they keep winning these tight games, or was that a little bit of a fluke? So I do wonder if Brian Dable and, and the Giants, uh, who I think have really done a good job of, maximizing their talent this year. I wonder if that's a game where they could uh, go in and, and pull off the upset. Uh, otherwise, the AFC is so top-heavy. I don't see any upsets between, you know, I don't think the Bills, the Bengals are going to get knocked off. Maybe, the, I mean, the Chargers, Jaguars, I don't think that's much of an upset. But the, the NFL this year is so top-heavy. In the NFC, it's the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. And in the, NF, in the AFC, it's Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, and those teams have just been head and shoulders above everyone else. So I'd be really surprised if all six of those teams didn't advance to next weekend. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Thank you as always, Ben. We will speak with you next week uh, when we know who the Dolphins' next opponent will be. Yeah, when when the Dolphins win their first playoff game uh, this century. That'd be exciting. It's 2000, that is correct. Do you remember the roster in 2000? I pulled it up earlier in the, in today's show. No, I mean, it, Lamar Smith was the, the running back, right? He went for 200 yards. He was. It was, uh, look at the offense. But I, I Jay Fiedler, quarterback, it, Lamar Smith. Was it Fiedler? Tony Martin, O.J. McDuffie, Rondé, 
J.J. Johnson, Audrey Denson, Jed Weaver, Jeff Ogden, and Rob Conrad. And 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 Fiedler, right? Yeah, Fiedler was the QB. He's like my sixth cousin or something. No, oh, really? <laughs> Six degrees yeah. of separation from Jay Fiedler. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. We'll talk to you. All right, boys.